Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, what are you doing for Halloween? We're talking about all things Halloween on today's Friday News Roundup with CityCast, Elizabeth Kama and Francesca DeBecco. It's Friday, October 21st. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. I mean, it's here. Ready or not, I'm not. Uh, newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco, are you ready? Hi. Yes, I am ready. I love this season. I can't wait to get my porch all done up for the kids to hand out candy. Okay, Francesca's ready. Uh, producer <laughs> <laughs> producer Elizabeth Kama, are you ready? I am not. I feel like I'm still Good. catching up from like the end of summer. I'm like, oh, it's still summer, but it's not. The leaves have changed. I'm just living in my delusion. Um, but I don't know. I bought a pumpkin, so hopefully I'll start You're feeling there. somewhat. Yeah, yeah, that's half. That's half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I have some problems because, frankly, I am terrible at carving some pumpkins. So, I mean, are either of you any good? Oh no. I have to use the stencils. <laughs> I've never carved a pumpkin, but I do buy the fake ones. <gasps> oh my goodness. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little accident prone. Girl. So we have to give you a pumpkin carving experience. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, so we're all kind of out of luck in this situation. <laughs> um, and that's kind of why I ended up deciding to reach out to Brendan Conaway, otherwise known as the Pittsburgh pumpkin guy. Uh, to figure out how, you know, we here at CityCast Pittsburgh and, you know, any of our listeners who also might be jack-o'-lantern challenged mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Heavily. Could, could level up our skills. Um, have y'all heard of him? No. Wait, isn't he the one who does those, like, really intricate carvings? Like, they almost look like sculptures. Yep. I mean, that's him. He's been carving pumpkins for almost eight years, so like a long time, uh, like carving pumpkins in this super intricate style, I mean. Uh, But he says it's not impossible to figure out how to do this like really intensive, like art-like pumpkin carving style if you really set yourself up for success. Um, So here's like a little bit from my interview with him. So I would definitely, I think the most important thing is that you have to have the appropriate set of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen people um, who probably have a similar interest in carving pumpkins three-dimensionally like I do, uh, but they attempt to do it with like a spoon or a knife from the <laughs> kitchen and you're going to work really, really hard and you're going to be very, very disappointed with the results. So um, there are there's these things called um, clay loops or they're also referred to as ceramic loops. Uh, and there's only about like four or five of those that I use to carve a pumpkin. So yeah, no, I mean certainly I, I remember with my giant, you know, being really upset with my giant knife, and then suddenly the hole was 16 times bigger than I was planning on making yeah. it, and I, the logic did not follow for me that the big knife was probably part of the reason. Yes, don't undersell, don't undersell the little kits too that you get from like Giant Eagle or Target or something like that. Those little booklets with the little mm-hmm. saw blades. They might only make it through one or two Halloween seasons, but just the shape and size of that blade. You do it with a big kitchen serrated knife, you're going to – it's so thick that like I feel like sawing in and out of that thing gives you a lot more grief and opens you up for um, a little bit more risk too. Those little knives do uh, much better. I never have the tools to like – 
carve a pumpkin, you know, aside from the yeah. knives that I have in my kitchen. So that's probably the big deterrent for me when it comes to pumpkin carving. <laughs> No, I mean, even though I've had this conversation with Brendan, my first instinct when I go to carve my pumpkin this weekend is to grab the biggest knife in my kitchen and just stab it. And then I'll be like, no, (laughs) no, Brendan told me I have to do better now. I know better. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't underestimate those those little kits. They look really flimsy, but they'll do the trick. Is there a place where you should like where we should be getting our pumpkins from? Are there are there better pumpkins than others? You know, the I, I think about the little sad box that's always outside <laughs> of Giant Eagle that's like filled with pumpkins. <laughs> you got to go to the patch, man. Yeah, I mean, so Brendan, I asked Brendan this and, you know, he he gets his pumpkins from a fresh produce market where he like bids on whole lots of them. It sounded incredibly interesting. Um, and he goes through a ton every season. So he kind of buys in bulk. Um, but wait, he told me th- wait, why does he need so many pumpkins? Well, obviously, you know, he enjoys carving them and they're cheaper, but it's really because his wife and him run a carve and sip uh, business where he teaches people how to carve pumpkins the way he does. And, you know, they drink. Oh, that's and cool. He- uh, yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, drinking in sharp tools um, <laughs> makes me a little anxious. Uh, but he says it's, it's really fun and safe. Um, but, you know, he obviously isn't buying from the patches, but he did give me some really good tips for, um, you know, how to scout a good pumpkin versus, you know, a not so good pumpkin. Um, Please share. Yeah, of course. So he's like said, first approach it like you would buying a watermelon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if it has any weird bruising or like coloration issues, like it's probably might have some rotting inside. So like try to be really careful. Um, And then in regards to age as well, he said, look for a green stem. Obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen like those old decaying jack-o'-lanterns like the day after Halloween and they already they look, look so concave. sad. <laughs> <laughs> those, so he said that like if you can get one with the green stem, you're more likely to kind of keep your carving lasting longer. Um, but maybe, you know, in my opinion, when they're already rotting, it's scarier. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting really close to Halloween. If people have already carved their pumpkins this year, but still want to learn more about the process, um, what can they do? Yeah. So Brendan performs or demonstrates or whatever you want to call live pumpkin carving at a bunch of local harvest fairs and events around this time. Um, You should be able to get a full run-up on his appearances on his Facebook or website, which are both uh, under the Pittsburgh Pumpkin Guy name. But I know for a fact that he will be at the Southside Works this Saturday at the Great Pumpkin Patch event for Daniel Tiger's birthday. Aw, a friend of the pod. Adorable. Yes. It's so exciting that we get to call him that. Um, (laughs) uh, If you haven't, go listen to our episode on Daniel Tiger's 10th birthday. I promise you won't regret it. It is both adorable and informative. Um, But, you know, speaking of friends of the pod, Brendan will also be uh, at the Soldiers and Sailors Silence the Lambs Night on the 27th with Chris Rowan from our Buffalo Bill House episode. Um, Wow. Double plug today, Elizabeth. (laughs) Good job. I'm really, you know, quizzing people on their listening history call, call that, um, <laughs> back a lot of episodes i love it love um, it yeah but he will be carving the iconic scene with anthony hopkins and his mask you know so pretty much a fun time overall get to talk to multiple friends of the pod so so cool Okay, yeah, so speaking of the Halloween things to do, you just named like two of the things on my list, Elizabeth. Um, (laughs) I got some kids activities and then we'll move on to the adult activities because, you know, that's really 
what we're here for. Um, <laughs> so on Saturday, there's going to be, yeah, the Fred Rogers production is going to be having a full day of free which is what's most important, free family fun. <laughs> yes. If you need to take your kids somewhere for a few hours on Saturday, have some snacks, get them tired, this this might be the <laughs> event for you. Um, yeah. So starting at one, families can explore the great pumpkin patch. They can pick some pumpkins to take home. Daniel Tiger will be there. There's going to be Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood Trivia, uh, the pumpkin carving, like we mentioned, face painting, and then Baron Batch, who also has his gallery down there. Baron Batch is an artist, used to play for the Steelers. Um, he has his gallery called The Residency. And they're going to be doing pumpkin painting, which... Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, a lot safer for this young <laughs> Especially true. for those but of us who are accident prone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but still very creative. Very creative. I'm sure plenty of parents are going to... I mean, paint's one thing. You trade one thing for another, right? But like paint versus, <laughs> you know... Pumpkin guts. Yeah, pumpkin guts, you know. <laughs> I think they'll take the paint. They can wash that out. So, um, And then from 5.30 to 6.30, they're going to have like a kid-friendly screening of Halloween outdoor uh, episodes from <laughs> the Fred Rogers Cinematic Universe <laughs> uh, featuring Daniel Tiger. So, yeah, that's going to be happening. Um, <laughs> if you have aged out of the trick-or-treating group, this might be a little bit more your speed. Um if you're a daytime person and you know, you know, you still want to mm-hmm. get in on on the trick or treating, you can do bike retreat with Pogo. Ooh, they're having yeah, they're having an interactive bike ride on the 29th. Um, so you can ride through six checkpoints throughout the city, collect buttons to earn a prize. If you don't get that prize, or if you don't like the prize that you got, uh, there's <laughs> there's fall beer and cider at the Pogo offices afterwards. So you <laughs> when know. you first said this, I was imagining people like trick or treating, but on their bikes, like carrying their like their <laughs> the little basket <laughs> with their candy filled on their bike. A little bit different, but um, this is that's fun. That's really cool. What else? What else do we got going on, Morgan? Our our haunted houses. Or like scary things more of your persuasion, either of you. I am the biggest scaredy cat that has <laughs> ever existed. I have to watch all of my horror or scary films at like 10 in the morning. So I have the full rest of the day to like process uh, your calm fear down before it gets dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with Elizabeth on this one. I'm not that much of a, a haunted house person. Um, I have gone in the past. It's not my, I guess, my vibe these days. I'd rather pass out candy to the kids on my Pittsburgh yeah. porch. <laughs> I feel that, yeah, yeah, haunted houses aren't much of my, they're not my thing either. But for the people who do like them, <laughs> for the people who like yes. them, Scare House is one of the best, according to uh, the Travel Channel. So I've heard that. It's pretty scary. Uh, they've got like a team of professional special effects artists and costume designers who create like a really gruesome gallery of ghoulish monsters, mutants, and utter mayhem. I will say, even though, <laughs> even though I that was good. Yeah. That was a good sound effect. <laughs> even though maybe I don't want to walk through them myself, I really appreciate the art. Like, I think that this is so neat yeah. and all of the special effects that they do. I think it's a lot of fun. So definitely check that yeah. out. Do you like to dance? 
look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch, well mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. They've got a uh, uh, Stop the Invasion escape room this year, mm-hmm. um, a Pinheads arcade. And from that picture, I saw a still of that Pinheads arcade. It looks terrifying. Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> new this year. That really just opened. It's the, I mean, truly the thing of nightmares. Frightful. <laughs> new and frightful. And that's going to be happening. They have a new location this year at the Galleria at Pittsburgh Mills. So, you know, zombies love malls. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True fact. Um, on top of that, we'll put a link in our in our show notes for the Buffalo Bill House tour because that is also going on next yes. week. And those tickets are selling fast. So if you want to get on that and you want to experience it, the way the city cast team did, which <laughs> if you want to go, I the do pit. encourage. <laughs> if you want to go take a picture in the pit with the little stuffed yeah. animal, it is it is worth the Just, trip. You know, remember to stay moisturized. <laughs> stay moisturized. <laughs> yes, um, and then if you're into parties, woo woo. Okay. There is the Scary Furnace Halloween party, which is the Carrie Furnace turned scary this time of year. Great. I know pun. that's so cute. I know. They're having um, the hosts are going to be Beers of the Berg and Brew Gentlemen. They're having this eerie evening at the furnace, um, which I imagine must look really cool with like the smokestacks and Mm -hmm. everything at night. Yeah. They're going to be having a little mini fall like beer festival, uh, a dance party. And, you know, there might be some some paranormal activity going around, too. So you never know what you're going to say. And you get to see some uh, perhaps some ghosts of steel with this past. <laughs> Clocking in for their shift. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, too. So the night before that, though, there's going to be a zombie prom. That's Friday night Ooh. from six to ten. That's out near Aetna. It's going to be hosted by Creative Strength. And also the DJ is Ari Cole. He's a great DJ. He's also going to be DJing the next night at Slappers and Bangers at Trace Brewing. Um, And I should mention... Busy and booked. Booked and busy. Go ahead, Ari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great DJ. If you love hip hop, um, these are going to be some great parties for you that weekend. Um, On top of that, Cobra, which is literally across the street from Trace Brewing, where Slappers and Bangers <laughs> is happening. So if you're kind of like, uh, I want to go to another party, go across the party street. Party hop. Yeah, party hop. <laughs> uh, from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., they're going to be having all these DJs. Biblically accurate Butch Queen, ASL Princess, <laughs> Honey, and Rojo is going to be doing the opening set. So Cobra's pretty fun. I've been there, too. So both of those parties are going to be 
great. I mean, it sounds fun with all of those DJ names. Yeah. And I, I know a few of them, so I'm a little biased. But uh, yeah, I, great music, great time. Plus, if crowds aren't really your thing, like you want to go to this because you want to hear good music and you want to see your friends, but maybe you want a table, uh, you should go over to Cobra's Instagram page because they're giving away a table and bottle service for the night. So um, yeah, have a, head over to their page so you can get a chance to enter to win. But if you're also into some other really scary parties... <laughs> There's a bar crawl happening all up and down Southside tomorrow. So you can also oh, go to Lord. that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. That is plenty scary. Very scary. <laughs> and if you're going to these festivities, you're going to need a costume. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about costumes. Yes. So I don't know about you guys, but I have so many fond memories of Halloween in Pittsburgh. And I thought it might be fun to round up some Pittsburgh-themed costumes. And we're not just talking like putting on a Steelers uh, shirt. No, no, no. This is a costume. None this is, of this, that this counts. Here. Yes. <laughs> Although we're talking buses that are, you know, in the bridge getting lifted up. We're talking buses in sinkholes. We commit in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. I mean, of course, we have the classics like Indy Warhol and the soup can. I actually saw a really good DIY soup can costume that we can link to in the show notes. It's super colorful and fun. That's and cute. I think it could be a semi easy thing to recreate. Yeah. Um, and then like you just mentioned, the the bus, um, a friend of the show, Rosalind Colgan, who was on this week to talk about ghost signs. Uh, she cleverly went as the sinkhole bus back in 2019. Ooh. Always hilarious, never not timely, <laughs> considering our infrastructure. Always the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our buses are resilient. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they are. And why not go as one of those for Halloween? I think you'll make all of your neighbors laugh. Um, and also, um, I came up with some of my own ideas and asked our newsletter readers to weigh in. Um, so I'll read you some of those responses. Um, Andrew H. said to go as a spotted lantern fly. <laughs> you know, those pesky invasive insects that we've seen everywhere. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Scary. Scary. It's actually it's a scary reality. Yeah. And if you're a couple, I thought it would be funny if the other person went as a shoe. Because, you know, we're all trying. <laughs> we're all trying to kill those. Um, oh, my goodness. That's a great one, Francesca. <laughs> and then Robin W. said to go as the Fettermans or even Fetterman zombies. That could be fun for this scary election season. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It feels a little real right now. A little, a little too spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, 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 is, it is of the season. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and then I thought it would be fun to go as Pittsburgh's candy bar, the Clark Bar. Um, you could make it from cardboard and kind of um, strap it over top of you. Um, and you could bring the candies to hand out too. Aw, that's cute. Didn't they used to be made on the north side? Yep, and because I love a food theme, <laughs> um, you can also use green tissue paper to go as a salad and, of course, uh, make it Pittsburgh and add fries on top. Francesca, <laughs> these are, these are, this is making me so happy. This is making my Friday. <laughs> yes, and I saved my favorite for last. Um, Tiffany C. said... A cookie table and this is this is what she wrote in she said can you imagine the incredible hat you could make out of traditional cookie table cookies pizzelles and lady locks italian sprinkle cookies peanut butter blossoms then cut a hole in the center of a lace tablecloth and wear it like a poncho 
I would eat them. I, w- I wouldn't be able to resist it. <laughs> I sort of imagined it as like, you know, hot glue gunned onto the hat. So like people can't yeah. take it, but they might be intrigued and, and want to. <laughs> I replied back to her and told her that this was genius. And if you're like my family, you probably still have leftover cookies from Christmas buried in the back of the freezer <laughs> somewhere that you could use like as the props on the costume. <laughs> um, she agreed and she said, um, although I just made pizzelles the other week, my brother got married to a gal from Michigan and she didn't want a cookie table. (gasps) Can you believe it? We're still recovering from the shock, (laughs) she said. Oh my goodness. I want I want to check back in on that marriage in a few years. I know. I jokingly, of course, told her to call off the wedding and take the cookies and run. Well, we hope we've given you, you know, some fun stuff to do and think about this weekend. But all jokes aside, we don't want to end the week without one important update about the ongoing Post-Gazette strike. Here's lead producer Megan Harris. Yeah, we just wanted to speak to, I guess, a casualty of this whole thing that we at least did not see coming. Late on Wednesday, the editor-in-chief of Pittsburgh City Paper announced her own resignation. Lisa Cunningham worked her way to the top over 25 years. She had a beautifully artistic eye and brought this spark to City Paper that, as a reader, I'm really going to miss. She says her departure is because of a lack of transparency by the newspaper's parent company, Butler Eagle, which had quietly been contracted to print the Post-Gazette while its production staff was on a worker strike. She wrote it all out in a statement that we'll share in the show notes. But from her perspective... It came down to being honest. And we respect the hell out of that. Lisa, you were an amazing partner to us here at CityCast, and we're going to miss working with you a lot. But we're proud to keep working with your reporting team at City Paper, and we want to keep talking about the incredibly complicated and difficult experience a lot of journalists in Pittsburgh are working through right now, including our neighbors at the Post-Gazette. We know it's messy, but conversations like these are so necessary. So we'll be here for it all. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. The show is produced by Mallory Falk and Elizabeth Kama. Francesca DeBecco writes the newsletter. Music is by Benji. And Megan Harris leads the team. I'm your host, Morgan Moody. And we'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. So until then, stay scary. ASL print like American Sign Language princess. And I don't know if it's American Sign Language or like age, sex, location. Oh, (laughs) maybe. I don't even know that reference. (laughs) 